1 Corinthians chapter 9, Paul says, verse 1, Am I not an apostle? There were people in his lifetime who didn't think he could be an apostle. We read that in some of the verses of the Bible. Am I not free? Have I not seen Jesus Christ our Lord? Are not ye my work in the Lord? Jesus revealed himself to Paul on the road to Damascus and called him at that time to be a minister even while he was persecuting the church. If I be not an apostle unto others, yet doubtless I am to you for the seal of mine apostleship are ye in the Lord. Mine answer to them that do examine me is this. Have we not power to eat and to drink? Have we not power to lead about a sister, a wife, as well as other apostles, as the brethren of the Lord and Cephas, which is Peter, or I only and Barnabas have not we power to forbear working. Who goeth to warfare any time at his own charge? Who planteth a vineyard and eateth not of the fruit thereof? Or who feedeth a flock and eateth not of the milk of the flock? Verse 8, Say I these things as a man, or saith not the law the same thing also? For it is written in the law of Moses, Thou shalt not muzzle the mouth of the ox that treadeth out the corn. Doth God take care for oxen? Or saith he it altogether for our sakes? For our sakes, no doubt, this is written, that he that ploweth should plow in hope, and that he that thresheth in hope should be partaker of his hope. If we have sown unto you spiritual things, is it any great thing that we shall reap your carnal things? If others be partaker of this power over you, are not we rather? Nevertheless, we've not used this power, but suffer all things lest we should hinder the gospel of Christ. Paul made a choice, a decision. He was free to marry, but he chose not to do so. We read that in 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Paul was free to take offerings, money, but he chose not to do that. Do ye not know that they which minister 
about holy things, live of the things of the temple. In the Old Testament, the priest took a rod and poked it into the offering that was being sacrificed at the time of the sacrifice and withdrew a portion of the meat which they ate for their food. Do ye not know that they which minister about holy things live of the things of the temple? And they which wait at the altar are partakers with the altar? Verse 14, Even so hath the Lord ordained that they which preach the gospel should live of the gospel. But I have used none of these things, says Paul. A minister has a choice in this matter. Paul earned his living as a tent maker. We know that from Acts chapter 18. For it says that Paul met this man who had come from Italy with his wife, Priscilla, because Claudius had commanded all Jews to depart from Rome. And because he was of the same craft, Paul abode with them and wrought, for by their occupation they were tent makers. So we know Paul earned money as a tent maker. Acts 18. The Bible shows us truth. So as we compare scripture against scripture, we know things that happened to them hundreds of years ago. We set up our way of life by the Bible. When I was born again in 1975, I was taken into heaven twice and merged into the body of Jesus on two separate occasions. And then God was teaching me Bible at home, even though I attended a church after I was born again and attended a prayer group. God taught me Bible primarily by my reading the Bible at home. But when I was taken into heaven, I was merged into the body of Jesus, God and the Holy Spirit witnessing. I was made one with the Word of God on two separate occasions. For the next five years, I continued to run the business, American Indian Arts Business. In the fifth year, a man came to me who said he was a prophet. He attended the church I attended, and he gave me a message. He said, now, Joan, you're dragging your feet. You know you're supposed to be in the ministry. 
And I certainly did. By that time, God had revealed to me that I was both apostle and prophet, and God had taught me what New Testament apostles and prophets do as they fulfill the work of the ministry. After that message was delivered to me, I decided to close my business and go into the ministry full-time. I closed my business on July 31st, 1979. I had nowhere to go. There was no church offering me a job. I didn't try to get a job at a church and make money. I didn't try. I stayed at home for six months waiting for God to show me what to do. I lived off the money that I had made in the business, the sale of merchandise. But I just stayed home and read the Bible and God instructed me in the scriptures, both Old and New Testament. I closed the business on July 31st, 1979 and waited for the next six months. January the 10th, 1980. I was asleep in the night. What I believed to have been an angel of God spoke to me three words. Hartford, Seattle, KWJS. I jumped out of bed and wrote KWJS on a notepad. I thought it would be call letters to radio or television, and I didn't want to mix those letters up. When I looked it up that same morning, I found it to be a radio station. And I said to God, are you showing me to go on radio? I wouldn't know how to do that. I'd never heard a, so to speak, Christian radio broadcast. Although our pastor was very excited about going on radio. Frankly, when he made that statement at church from the pulpit, I thought, well, radio, who listens to radio? (laughs) That was in 1970-something. I'd never heard his broadcast. I'd never heard any broadcast. So I said to God, I wouldn't know how to go on radio. I wouldn't know how to do that. I meant I wouldn't even know how to get approved to go on radio. And the Holy Spirit said to me, call the radio station manager, which I did that same day. I called him and said, God might be showing me to go on radio. How would you do that? And he said, make an audition tape 29 and a half minutes long, and if your teaching fits our broadcasting, we will offer you a contract. As soon as I hung up the telephone from talking with the station 
manager, I got my kitchen timer and set it to 29 and a half minutes, got my tape recorder and recorded a message. I didn't edit it. I didn't even know how to edit a tape. I didn't edit it. I just started speaking from the beginning to the end. This is Dr. Joan Boney speaking, and I spoke what I heard from the Spirit of God. He would always either give me a scripture and I would speak from that, or he would remind me of some event or something that had happened. And I would share that. Within five days, I was on radio, KWJS. By the end of the year, I was on radio from Hartford, New York City, to Seattle and places in between. Just like that word said, Hartford, Seattle, KWJS. So for the next few years, I did radio broadcast. There was a real funny story of a woman who lived in Fort Worth. She listened to faith movement broadcast. Some faith teacher had dropped out of the time slot, and they didn't have a teacher at that time slot. She started praying, asking God to put a real person of faith in that opening. She always turned her radio broadcast on at noon, and that's the place where the radio broadcast was not continuing. And she listened to one o'clock. These were 30-minute broadcasts. One day, she turned her radio on and sat down in another part of her living room. And this woman came on. And Lily said, Oh, no, not a woman. And she got up and started over across the room to turn the radio off. But before she could get the radio turned off, she had gotten interested in the message I was speaking, and Lily became one of the radio audience as long as I was on radio. She happened to live across the street from Vanetta Copeland, Kenneth Copeland's mother, and through Lily and the radio, I became very good friends with Vanetta Copeland. She was a, basically an old Baptist warhorse. I just loved Vanetta. God has a plan. If he's called you to the ministry, he has a plan for you. Don't try to copy the other ministers. I tried, but I couldn't find anyone who was an apostle at the church I attended. I didn't tell anyone there that I was called to be an apostle. The pastor... I I didn't tell him I was called to be a prophet. I didn't tell the teacher I was called to be a prophet. I didn't tell anyone at that church. But one day, the pastor, Robert Tilton, got up in the pulpit on a Sunday morning and said, Joan Boney is not 
called as a teacher. She's a prophetess. I was shocked. My Bible teacher was shocked. He said, that's it, that's it, that's what it is. Because many times he had started to say that I was a teacher, but he always said that there was a check in his spirit and he didn't speak that. I'm not called as a teacher. I'm called as a prophet, as an apostle. My speaking is not going to be like maybe your pastor. Because I'm not called as a pastor or a teacher. I have a completely different calling, and God taught me what to do, how to do it. And that's what I do. God taught me just keep reading the Bible. When you get up in front of a congregation, I'll show you what to say. When I do these podcasts, it's the same thing. I have a general idea of what the subject is, but we just go all over the place. I'm not speaking by a script. Sometimes I'm not even reading the Bible when I share a scripture that comes to me and I share it. This is the way God taught me. I don't know your needs. God knows what you need to hear. I just yield myself to the Holy Spirit and speak what's brought to my mind. And that is totally in keeping with especially prophets. I just can't go by a script. I hear the Spirit of God speak a scripture. It's brought directly to my mind. That is the scripture that I share on these podcasts or in writing, because I know it's from God and it will meet the need because the Holy Spirit showed me to speak it. God gave me several scriptures to train me to do this work and to do it this way. One of the scriptures is in John chapter 5, verse 30. Jesus says, I can of mine own self do nothing. This is the Son of God. He's saying, I can't do anything by myself. As I hear from God, I judge. He simply heard from God and did that and spoke that. God showed me to do that. God took me to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 to show me the work of Paul and how he did this. Paul said, starting at verse 1, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified, And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling, says Paul. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith 
should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. And then I was taken to scriptures about the Holy Spirit. I never heard anything taught about the Holy Spirit at any church that I had attended. They spoke of the Spirit of God, but I'd never heard any teaching about the Holy Spirit. God took me to two sections of Scripture to show me what the Holy Spirit does. We know he lives in us because in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, Paul says, What, know ye not that you are the temple of God? That church building is not the temple of God. You are. And the Spirit of God lives in you. That's the church. One time I attended a luncheon at Texas Tech downtown at a five-story building that overlooked First Methodist Church building. We were seated at the window looking down on that church building when a woman spoke up and said, that's my church. And I said, we're the church. And she was shocked. She said, what did you say? And I said, we're the church. And she said, I'm not the church. That's the church. And she pointed to the window. Well, we who have the Holy Spirit in us are the church. That building made of human hands is not the church. It's the building where we meet. We could meet in a home. We could meet in a park. We could meet anywhere. We are the church if we have the Holy Spirit. For he lives in us after we're born again. God took me to these two sections of scripture. John chapter 14, verse 26. Jesus says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. We read the Bible and we are reminded later of some scripture. That's the Holy Spirit reminding us of that which Jesus said. And by that, we know what to do in the problems of this life. The Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, he comforts us with the things that he brings to our mind. Whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Two more things that the Holy Spirit does. John chapter 16, verse 13. Jesus says, Howbeit when he the Spirit of truth is come. He will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, his own ideas. But whatsoever he shall hear from God, 
that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Four things the Holy Spirit does by these two scriptures. Four things. He teaches us all things. I've always believed that was secular things as well as spiritual things. He reminds us of everything Jesus has said. He guides us into all truth, one scripture at a time, one thought at a time, one concept at a time. And he shows us things to come. Now return to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. More about the Holy Spirit. Paul explained to us that we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, among others who have the Holy Spirit. Yet not the wisdom of this world nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I have not seen or ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him, but God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man save the spirit of man which is in him, even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God who lives in us. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God which things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Verse 14, But the natural man, that man that's not born again, receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. The scriptures I've shared with you today are the same scriptures God taught me in 1975 up to 1980. It's the working of the Holy Spirit to depend on the wisdom that comes from God, not from man. From God, the difference in that wisdom, how to use that wisdom. I didn't read these scriptures one time or two times or three times. Some of these scriptures I stayed with for six months, for a year. Every day I would think about it, read it, stay with it, try to do it, think on it. 
for the five years I was being prepared by God. These were the lights for me to show me what to do when God put me on radio. For the first place God put me was on radio. And then later, blog and podcast and writing books on Amazon. But it was God who taught me about the Holy Spirit, which I'm sharing with you today. Thank you for letting me speak with you today.